Hello and welcome to the Melbourne Creative Podcast. My name is Matthew Smith and I'm the host of these weekly episodes where we take a look at Melbourne creatives, uh, where they find their inspiration and their ideas, how they implement them and how that affects their greater vision. Our first guest on the Melbourne Creative Podcast is photographer Benjamin Majlik. Um, ben is a Melbourne-based creative whose work that has inspired me for a, a good couple of years now. Um, I initially found Ben's work through social media, uh, through Instagram actually, um, and it was super nice to actually have a, have a sit-down chat with him uh, to understand where he gets his ideas from, um, where he gets his inspiration from, how he uses those things to create bodies of work. Um, we'll jump right into the chat. It is about a half an hour chat. Um, I do apologize for the audio issues we had. This being the first podcast, we will fix those up in weeks to come. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoy. Uh, inspiration for those sort of photographs? Is this something that really like, gets you going and makes you want to take these photos? Um, whether it be someone or something. Mm. It's an idea. Um, and I've said this in, in past things that I've done and past interviews and past like, documentaries that have been done on like my work or whatever, but yeah. like, I've, I stick by this. Um, I had a really rough time growing up, like a really rough time growing up. And if at any point there was, um, if at any point, uh, if at any point someone took a photo of my life, growing up my world would have been infinitely different yeah and the fact that it was something that I ended up just having to deal with by myself yeah okay that's fine but if I have the power to be able to take an image and evoke a change evoke some form of awareness evoke some like heart heart pull towards the issue um, and to even potentially maybe keep people safe like, if I can do that, man, I'm so for that. And anyone can take a beautiful image, but not many people are willing to put themselves in, in uncomfortable places to be able to capture truth. Yeah. Um, so I think for, for, for me, photography is taking a much deeper, like a deeper call into who I am as a, as a person and as like a humanitarian, I guess. Like, I... I want my photos not to be about me. I want them to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So it's so nice to like have and hear like how your own personal life has impacted your work. Yeah, and completely. How that's helped your work become so genuine. Yeah. Because you can see it in your photos. Yeah. Like you're not fucking around. You're not tagging hypebeast. Yeah. <laughs> you're not using four hundred thousand filters and you're not like right. smashing saturation like. Honestly, like your work in itself, like it goes so much further than um, just the subject matter. Mm. And yeah, I think you can really see how genuine you are through your work. Yeah. And I love that it comes from such a place like that. Like yeah. obviously, it's it's quite hard to say um, for yourself that this is what drives me. But yeah, it's. I think once you actually make, um, once you actually, do you mean? Do you mean in regards to uh, hard for me to say, uh, like being honest with myself? Yeah, being honest with yourself and being yeah. honest, like, and that honesty comes through in your work. Yeah, okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree <clears throat> with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Easy. All right, so we've touched on how important it is to collaborate. 
with other people yeah. yourself. Um, you mentioned that you've done other sort of documentaries and other um, pieces on your work. Yeah. Um, have they helped you define your vision? I think they've um, added to the vision that I have in ways that I didn't actually think I would find. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't really make sense. No, it does, it does. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, they brought clarity to the process and the reason why I do things. Um, in any kind of collaboration that I've had with people, whether it be a documentary or um, or even them doing features on my work, it yeah. always I'm always so blown away by the response of what I of the essence of my work. Um, Because it's an important thing. That's alright, take your time. Yeah. When it comes to collaborating with people, I've always found that um, it brings clarity to the work I have and the work I do naturally. Um, it doesn't fake anything because they're doing an interview or they're um, collaborating with me because of who I am. Absolutely. So the work that I've created in the past they've seen that and they've enjoyed it yep. and they've connected with it. Yep. So then I connect with them on that level. From that point, it only strengthens the concepts of my photography. Yeah. Perfect. And I want to talk about your ideas. Mm. So obviously you're quite an idea driven person. Yeah. Um, I know your ideas are constantly changing. Um, more action sometimes, but... <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you about how you action your ideas. Yeah. Um, but firstly, where, where your ideas sort of come from? Yeah. Is there something in particular that really gives you a lot of inspiration? Um, I don't ever think that we can get inspiration from one stream. Um, Inspiration needs to come from multiple sources because there's always a point in time, you know, that whole like writer's block or yeah, yeah. Um, dry spell. Yeah. It's always because you're pulling your inspiration from one place. And if your whole world that you created, if you haven't created an inspiring world for you, then of course you're going to go dry at points. Cool. I like um, that a lot. Find inspiration. Don't don't be narrow minded in where you find inspiration. Be open minded. Find it from a podcast. Find it from a TV show. Find it from a film. Find it from a gallery that you visited. Master the art of the steel. Um, everything that everything that you interact with at points can be a small little catalyst into creating like mental strains that you can actually create your own work from. Um, I think that my work, my work comes very naturally, but the, the inspiration behind it all has always been people. Um, it's like an internal thing. Yep. It's not, I never have to rely on external sources because who I am, I understand myself as a creative. I understand who I am. I am, uh, an artist. I am a documenter. I am, uh, overflowing with care for people. So out of all of that, naturally, I will create. Um, 
but then as well create like multiple streams that you can that you can draw from yeah, yeah absolutely so once you sort of come across an idea something that you think is gonna maybe be part of future work uh -huh. how do you go about vetting those ideas hmm um it always starts very very skeletally <laughs> yeah um i think it's uh it's like layer on layer on layer on layer um just because you get one layer and it doesn't seem like a formed uh, a formed piece, yep. it doesn't mean it's not uh, worth your efforts and worth more input. Um, it's like kind of like a 3D printer, if you want to put it 3D. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 3D printer will work on layer, yep. by layer by layer. Yep. If you just get the base of it and think, oh, nah, it's nothing, you're actually not looking at the whole picture. So if, if I get an idea, I'll throw into it. Okay, it's not anything yet. I can't actually, in I can't actually. Um, it's taking no form yet. Yep. Put more into it. It's still not taking any form. It's still so broad. Okay, narrow it down. Write out a spreadsheet. Write yep. out like an idea, uh, an ideas page. Narrow things out. Cut things out. Um, bring more clarity to it. Create a firm concept, and that's enough for you to be able to work off and then the end part is just do it don't procrastinate yep. don't wait for all the stars to align because they never will and if they don't then you won't ever create yeah cool when you've got an idea how long do you think that idea lasts in your head before it's just not something you're going to act on oh there's current works that i have had um rolling over in my mind for at least a year and a half are these works you're like actually visiting frequently or is this just something you'll put in the back of your mind for six months and not think about it? Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm avidly pursuing it. Yeah. But it's not, like it's not taking root yet. It's not something that um, has like a form, which is really frustrating. Like it keeps me up at night. <laughs> but still, I'll, I see the value of it and I'll keep investing into it until it yeah. does take form. Um, sometimes, sometimes when the the idea uh, takes form, you see it and you're like, oh yeah, like it's great, but it's not actually what I what I envisioned, or it's not actually going to uh, have the same impact that I thought, and that's okay. It's fine to put that down because I've grown in the process of building yep. that. Yeah. I've grown by challenging myself to uh, bring it to an end product that I'm not actually wanting to continue or like bring to bring to bring to life yeah and that's okay that's fine as you've given it a crack yeah yeah because i know for myself what i've learned particularly quite recently is in my head i've got a lot of ideas i'm like you mm. um but a typical idea will not last more than 24 hours yeah okay and i know inside my head if i don't act within that 24 hours yeah i'm never going to mm. So yeah, it's that like whole thing of you're right. I used to sit there and wait for the stars to align. Yeah. Like oh, you know, I can't go take this photo because I'm gonna wait for the weather to be a bit different or mm. have that whole romanticized idea of being an artist and what yeah. that involves. And it just got me nowhere. So yeah. now I have this thing. Twenty four hours, you've got to act on it. Yeah. And if I haven't acted on it in twenty four hours, then yeah. you know it's probably not something I'm gonna do. <laughs> But if I do yeah. end up doing it, then awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's just something extra I can do. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy just the amount of ideas being thrown around and just 
how often there is just no home for them. Yeah, yeah. I think um, as well, obviously, like our both our processes, they are very different, and neither of them is wrong. No. Um, you need to find the process that works for you. Yeah. What What provides your best work? I know that for me, some of my greatest work has happened overnight. Yeah. And some of it has also taken months and months and months. Yeah. Um, but we're different. We're different people. We're different creatives, and that's what makes it all beautiful. Because your end result, give us the same idea, and your end result will be completely different. Vastly different. And that's so beautiful because that's what makes you unique and you special. Yep. And that's what makes me unique and me special. Yep. And you know there are a million photographers out there, mm. a million creatives out there, and that's fantastic. But the idea that we all approach things so differently yeah. makes yeah it gives value to all of us. Yeah. I think people need to embrace more the fact, uh, embrace their uniqueness more. Yeah. Um, embrace the the idea that there is no one else like you, and stop trying to be like someone else. That's My it. Instagram, really, when I post the the photos that I genuinely love most. Yeah. When I post them, I actually lose followers. <laughs> yeah. And it's it just always the way. It just it? drops. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. Because if someone wants to follow me, and yep. if someone wants to be on the journey that I'm on, yep. at no point does my journey like revolve around social media. But um, if someone wants to be on that journey, great, welcome. If not, okay, that's okay. You I'm not going to change me yep. for your following. Yep. Because then you're just following a follower, <laughs> rather than following someone who's leading their own way. Yep. Yeah. And you're giving no power to your own work. Exactly right, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Your work deserves the the uh, the reverence that that the reverence of its uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, going back to the idea of your work, mm -hmm. obviously, uh, people become a really big part of it. Um, going sort of a little bit away from the landscape stuff that I have initially or initially followed you for. Yeah. I found you about maybe say two years ago now. Yeah. Um, where is the you still following me two years ago. Yeah, I'd say about two years ago. Um, when did the value of India and Nepal come into your work? Mm. I've always wanted to go to Nepal. Yep. Uh, Nepal has always held the most beautiful part in my heart. And on visiting, to, on visiting Nepal, um, it like solidified. It, concrete, it concreted itself in yep. my heart. Um, Pretty incredible places. Yeah, it? I'll be revisiting mm. it for the rest of my life. Yep. And I don't think I'll ever get sick of it. Um, whereas India, uh, I had I really didn't have any preconceptions to what it would be like. I did a fair bit of research. Yep. But nothing actually prepared me for what it was. Um, when I visited India after being in Nepal for a month and a half, um, I hated every <laughs> second of it. Not because it wasn't um, because it wasn't unique or special, and I'm not at all robbing India from the beauty that it has. But yep. I struggled so hard, um, and I actually just wanted to go home because um, I I don't want to offend anyone. What to say? Right, yeah. um, it's a very it's. Socially, it's a very challenging place. Socially, it's a very 
and culturally, sorry, it's very, I'll say that again. Culturally, it's a very challenging place. Um, it is completely opposite to everything that we that we feel safe here in in Western culture, and um, it made it really difficult for me to see beauty because I had to be aware of every single step I took. Um, who was following me? Who was trying to rip me off? Yep. Who's going through my backpack? Yep. Um, and even like the concept of having my camera out there was quite unnerving because you'd see everyone looking at your camera and when you're walking down an alley, which there are lots of in India, there's not that many main roads, yep. um, everything is an alleyway. Um, and you're walking down an alley and it's just you and your camera with like 10 grand of gear on your back and it's just nerve wracking. Yep. Um, but in all, saying, saying all of that, um, my heart for India grew when I got back and started really going through the photos and seeing yeah. people's faces and seeing people's eyes and and I'll definitely be going back there but for a different reason. Not because I love it and not because it's beautiful, yeah. which it is in a certain light, um, but because I need to be a truth voice towards it. Um, yeah, whenever I tell the story of people, well, whenever I tell people the story of me being in India, they uh, only people that have been to India understand it. Because they're like, yeah, no, I, I know that feeling. I know um, even like being a white woman there. I could only imagine it is what it would be like. So there. challenging. Um, the some of the people that I was traveling with for a few days, uh, we had so many like uh, so many hairy moments that there were guys that were like, grabbing the girls by the belts, trying to pull them away, and it's like, dude. That's just not cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, I want to document India for the truth that it is. Yeah. Um, and bring some light towards it. Yep. And hopefully in, the, in that process and in that um, exposure, the truth of... Where truth is, lies can't be. Yeah, absolutely. So if there's yep. truth being shown in my images, yep. then that is actually like... That is throwing away the lies that is like dissipating the the fakeness and it might not change the world but it might change one person's thoughts yeah definitely so do you think the the challenge and the way that you perceive India is part of the reason why you do want to go back and why you do want to document it differently yeah, is completely. it that that challenge that's driving you to want to go and do these things again? Yeah, definitely. It was definitely an uncomfortable place for me. Um, and I always say to people, um, throw yourself in your discomfort zone. Yeah. And if I'm going to tell it to people, then I need to do it myself first, right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. So I mean, a lot of your work now, you know, you're just showing some photos from Mongolia, mm. for example. Not, you know, you're, you're really typical touristy photos yeah <laughs> so I like that you're, you're working so hard to show something different and to find value um, in something that is so unique and in telling that story and I think you're right when you're talking about honesty in your work you're not going to be able to fake the way your photos come across yeah exactly yeah. right yeah very cool cool so this Nepal trip we've got coming up yeah do you have plans for the, the photos in general um, I definitely have uh, a direction 
being there a few times already, it's now brought a bit of light towards what I actually want to photograph. Um, in regards to, uh, I do have work up there and this yep. response will remain names for now, but yep. um, uh, the, the work up there, it gives me accessibility into actually uh, positioning myself in a place where I can take the photos that I really want. And it's really going to focus on, um, so it's really going to focus on, on school aged children. Yeah. Um, okay. So through the rural parts of Nepal, uh, on throughout the Himalayas, there's a whole bunch of villages sta staggered throughout the whole yeah. Himalayas. Is now, this in the, on the circuit? Yeah. The circuit? Yeah, yeah. This was the, the first time I went there. Yeah. Um, realizing the vast amount of kids that are, that are placed and positioned in these, these small little villages. Now there's not really much schooling or education. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so documenting their lives there in part, obviously. Um, and I really would like to create some form of educational facility that travels through the Annapurna circuit or even through like Nepal Himalaya section yep. sections because the end result uh, is that these children struggle to get through schooling but they're not going to stay in those villages. They're going to move and integrate into larger villages like yep. Pokhara and Kathmandu and maybe even move on into India. So how are these children being prepared to transition into, into everyday society? Um, the reality is, is that they're not. They're not, yeah. Um, and it won't change the world, but it'll change a person's life if I can come up with something that um, that gives them hope and gives them an opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much of your work is revolving around this idea of humanity. Mm. And I guess I can obviously say that's a huge source of inspiration for you. Yeah. Like you said earlier. Um, do you think this is going to be something that you're going to just carry on for the rest of your life? Yeah. Do you think just photography, whilst you are extremely talented at it, is just going to be a way of you really um, documenting all these steps you take in your life and yeah. steps that you empower others to take in their life too? Well, that's a really interesting question. I can't ever picture my life without photography. I can never see like a day without me picking up my camera. Um, whether it be like me documenting the light that that morning shone in my room <laughs> yeah. on my plants, or whether yeah. it be me like in the deepest part of the Amazon taking photos of like of of culture and yep. people there, yep. I don't see my life without. Um, but to limit myself to say that I'm just a photographer and will always be a photographer would be an injustice to me. Um, I definitely think that the the audience and the the waves that my that my work will make will have a much bigger impact than just photos, um, and that just comes from consistency and like hard work. So I'm in the process of that, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but let's just keep working at it until it does. Um, but photography will be always involved. Yep. Um, and and won't. I really don't want to say that because 
Um, I really don't want to say that it won't be my main medium. Yeah. Because I love it so much right now. Yeah. And it brings me so much joy, and it brings me so much fulfillment. And like I can look back at at a catalogue of images that I have that I've taken and and just cry <laughs> because <laughs> every image I'm so blessed that I've seen that and that people have let me capture that. Um, but I need to be more. And if that means being more than just a photographer, yep. that means being more than just a photographer. It's pretty incredible. Mm. And yeah, it's going back just, I think before this interview, we were talking about how there is just so much opportunity in this world at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, this idea that you were just a photographer is, you know, it's, it's changing for a lot of people. Mm. And like yourself, you know, you're a photographer, you're a businessman as well, yeah. um, social media addict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm all about those, those, those Ks. All about them thousands of dollars. Um, yeah, I truly think it's incredible. I think it's a really good reflection of the Melbourne scene as well. I think there's just so much to get involved with. Yeah. And you're right, whether we go back to before the idea of, you know, photography will always be there, but you're always going to document, you're always going to create these, a multitude of beautiful images. And, mm you're going to appreciate for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's a part of photography that I truly love as well. Yeah, that's um, cool. It's part of digital photography that scares me because you know, I hope those photos last a lifetime. Um, <laughs> back up, baby. Back, 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 back it up. <laughs> Time to tell um, Just wanted to quickly touch on your clients. Yeah. Um, wanted to talk to you as to how you got your clients yeah. um, and particularly how your clients share your vision. Yeah. Um, lately, I've... In the past 12 months, I've landed a lot of uh, commercial clients. Um, the commercial scene was never something that I really pursued. Yep. Um, I always thought that it would ju I'd just be a photographer taking photos of what I love, but reality is, is that doesn't work. Um, you actually do have to work really hard and, and involve yourself in a whole bunch of partnerships. Now, some of the, some of the clientele that I, that I work with are hiking brands and, and um, waterfield purification processes and yeah. and um, travel companies and all of these things help me fuel or partner with my vision of what I want to do but aren't directly tied to it so travel company I'm traveling a lot I'm, I get out there a lot um, this year I'm, I'm away for six seven months of this year and um, a lot of it is majority of it is um, funded by travel companies. Now, that being the case, it gives me accessibility to be at those, in those places. I can provide the work yep. that they require yep. through my eyes, through my lens. Yep. And at the same time, it lets me be able to enjoy that, that country, that place, that city, that town, that hike, that yep. whatever, for me as well. So did you find that your photographs drew, drew them or was it a lot of work where you, you were sort of hunting them down and trying to find yeah um appropriate clients for yourself they've been the fair the the odd occasion i'll get like a nice dm <laughs> drop me <laughs> in my dm box please slide on in uh, <laughs> but um there's, there's been there's been a few um but if i only relied on that i'd be one very poor man <laughs> yeah. um some of the opportunities that have fallen into my lap have been really, really, really great and they're catalysts into what I do now. But um, majority of it is hounding. Yeah. Hounding. <laughs> hounding. Researching 
uh, new companies, researching new clients that that you know your work would fit so well with. Yeah. But obviously you're just another fish in the sea. So you need to be the fish that jumps out of the ocean into the boat. Like I need to make my I need to make myself seen. Yep. So constantly throwing uh, new propositions to clientele, very, very strategically based. Find out what works for you, find out what your yep. work um, is so closely tied towards and then create something that like molds around that company that you're strategically pursuing and pass it over. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's such an interesting way to hear um, you speak about clients because obviously yeah. every photographer, every creative does it differently. Yeah. Um, but do you find you're having to educate your clients um, about your style of work or do you find that um, by doing so much research mm. into the brand and by giving them such a targeted proposal that they know what you're about and they know what your work's about? Yeah. And so you're not having to do so much, uh, so much work to educate them. Yeah, well, um, I think if you're, if you're working with smaller clientele, um, companies that aren't as versed in marketing or in uh, what they actually want, yep. you have to be a lot more clear about what you provide. Um, whereas the larger, the larger companies, if you're not catered to them, don't even worry about it. Um, many times, like, I think I get maybe one response out of 50 emails. Yeah. Like one, one will turn into a job out of 50 emails. Um, so that either falls under, they already have someone doing what, I, what I'm proposing to do. Yep. They, uh, it could also be, I'm not what they're looking for. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, or it could be, um, they really just are lazy and don't do <laughs> <on that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But um, either way, they're missing out on a great opportunity. But yeah, of course. Um, One no regret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you cater and tailor your proposal towards the companies that you want to work with, yeah. um, you'll find a much higher uh, return rate. Yeah. And you'll feel a lot more confident because you know exactly what you are yep. is exactly what they want. Yep. Yeah. And you're not trying to do something completely wildly different to what you do as a photographer. Yeah, exactly well. right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm stoked. This has been awesome. Yeah. Like, and so nice having you here. Like, oh, it's been such an honor to be. Yeah. Conversation has been awesome. Like, mm. just more than I probably ever would have expected from it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Feel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool because you know, for like myself this year, I set myself a target of creating. Um, trust in my brand mm. and you know like I, I'm just going through the motion of like exploring all those ideas at the moment mm. I don't particularly know how I'm going to get there in the end but yeah yeah I think it's it's nice to hear how you approach clients it's nice to hear um, how involved in your own work you are yeah and how much you really appreciate the value that you do give as a photographer yeah. so it's so nice to hear from someone who's so solidified in the industry and I'm actually not solidified in the industry I'm just solidified in myself in yourself I mean but even that that translates you've got amazing clients you know like I just need to breathe it like yeah. love your work don't don't settle or don't um, don't throw the integrity of your work out just to create clientele yeah because you'll always live only half half full um, but if you really just love what you do 
and they value it so much. Yep. Um, people will. There's this there's this interview that um, that was done by by a university professor. He goes. Um, he was asked by by his students, "How do I do? Uh, what I how do I do what I want to do?" Yeah. Um, and he said. Um, he made the statement that pretend money didn't exist. Like pretend money wasn't an object. Yep. And money wasn't on the forefront of everyone's mind. What would you do? You'd do that thing that you love. Um, and so what you need to do is become a master at what you love. Yep. Work hard at becoming, at becoming great at what you love. And from that point, if you value it, people are inevitably going to value it. And then they'll put monetary value on it. And then there's your return. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, man. Dude, this is like been so rad. Um, any upcoming works, shows, anything you'd like to uh, speak about? Um, no, not one that I had want to solidify on the podcast yet. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Cool, man. All right. Well, anyway, um, where is the best place for people to find you? Uh, it would be on Instagram or my website. Uh, Instagram is Benj underscore MMM, um, which may potentially be changed. Yes. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's your website? Uh, ben underscore Madelik, which is my last... Oh, no, Ben underscore Madelik. My website's benmadelik.com. Uh, that's M-A-J-D-L-I-K. Cool. Com.